Actually, do you know what, bro? Like, I think uh, I think you should bring us in, isn't it? Touch my guys, let's do is it. it. Me, it, yeah? was, it was your idea, so I'm trying to find a pen before we go live. Hey, do you want the bullet pen? I got my, I got the a bullet, bullet pen. pen so. Love that. Although the bullet pen is kind of had a different pen, and the girls at work started taking the piss out of me. They were like, "Oh, it's a bullet!" And I didn't realize what a bullet was. Ah, and it was. Well, uh, mm, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. One of those you know things. what I mean? So One that's now is a bullet pen. So when they were like, oh, looks like a bullet pen then, I was like, oh, what's a bullet pen? They were like, um, you don't know what a bullet is? No, and I was because like, I'm not a that. middle-aged woman. We don't do that. We don't do that. Who <laughs> doesn't have a partner? We Again, the whole mechanics of what we do is different totally yeah, exactly. from what they say. Exactly. <laughs> kind of doesn't work the but same. I'm anyway, afraid. let me put no. this shit back. But for everyone out there, by the way, listening to this and you want to know what a bullet pen is, do not search it when there's kids Yeah, around. please do not search it. Yeah, do not search it with your little ones around. Nieces, do, nephews. Don't get in touch on Twitter sons, or ex. daughters. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear about it. Don't want to know. It's not what happens, okay? But yeah, no, that's not how it goes down here. That's a fair point. That's a fair point, man. Like, ah. Do you know what I've been watching recently, though? Because obviously, this I think this is how we're going to start every episode now. Go on. Um, you can do the intro at any point, by the way, and I'll put you in. But All right, let me... I've been watching recently, right? We're watching Lost. I don't know if you ever... Did you ever watch Lost? I've watched part of it, but I've never kind of watched to the point where I'm uh, fully invested in it. You know what I mean? I've been watching uh, Billions. That's what I got kind of oh, invested nice. into a while back. And okay. I just realized season seven came out, but I kind of cheated and went straight to season seven. So I missed four. I think I missed four, five, and six. For anyone oh, who's watched it. Man. But I'm going to start it again with the misses. So, yeah, but go on, Lost, you're back Billions. into it, yeah? Billions. Uh, do you know what? Is that like kind of like Succession slash Empire, that type of stuff? Uh, Empire, the one 50 Cent Empire? Not 50 Cent Empire, no, the no. Music Empire one? The one music, with the, the one who, where the actor came out saying, I got Brent jumped Howard, by... Yeah, I forgot his name. That Dave Chappelle makes a joke on it online when it says... Uh, to American guy called me you fre- uh, gay, French gay or something. It was like the black community didn't believe it. Is it that the same empire we talked about? The rappers, no, I, the music. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's the same one. Uh, the guy who was Iron Man. He was Iron Man in the first yeah. Iron Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's not. The, it, it's not like that. It's very much kind of a bit of telling you the shady dealings that they do and, you know, inside of trading and one guy trying to take... Oh, it's such a good show. Oh, I recommend it. become billionaires, right? Yeah, well, this yeah. guy, yeah, becomes a billionaire because of that. You know, invest three million inside a trade and then all so of a sudden it, you've got a hundred something... You know what it is, Rick? I've always sat here and I've always wondered, how do these how do these guys become billionaires? Bro, I'm telling you, right? Because it feels... Exactly, that's it's, it. Then all of a sudden it becomes, I've got a friend in a pharmaceutical company who's got to do something. Then they're going to go public. They're like, okay, but he'll sell half of the percentage or 50% of the company to was for x amount of millions and when it goes it's public it's going to be worth guys. billions it's funny with these guys because they're always like oh i started from nothing to make my billions mm. and then all of a sudden you read the autobiography and it's like wait a second some guy invested 400 million in you what, that's what you it mean? that's it yeah you know, where did you start from nothing, nothing i love that idea that started from nothing it's just a sales tech in it like it's, i started from nothing it's just it's one of the worst it. things you can ever say to someone because no one starts from nothing if Nobody you start from nothing, nothing you've yeah. got nothing like let's just face it you know it's the same thing everyone's every- got the I agree with you 100%. Yeah. It's same, it's, I think this kind of uh, yeah. Uncle Phil's from Fresh Prince comes to mind when he says, Uncle Phil, Will Smith is that a scene where he's like, I want to do it on my own. I don't want to be like me kids. He goes, Will, do you think I didn't have doors open for me? Yeah. Now I'm in yeah. a position to open doors for you. And it's just exactly to remember, that. there's nothing There's <clears throat> nothing brave about being, now I'm going to do it all on my own. Bro, like, that's fine. Have that mentality, but still expect, that. uh, sorry, not expect, accept help. Accept yeah. people's handouts and so on and so forth, but be smart. And But no, it's, there's it's billions of shit. It's all about the networking. Of course it is. Everybody can do something. Why do you need to do everything? everything? 
Yeah. With everything, it is. It really is. Honestly, like you know, it doesn't matter what it is in life. It, it's all about the networking and who you know, because no one really Absolutely. gives a shit and reads a CV or. No. Oh, so you did X X and O Capital in, in uh, what is a chapter in international management? No one. Yeah. Gives no a one gives about that. Yeah, oh, exactly. Elton Mayo. Who is that? I still don't know who that is. I have no idea who that is. I don't even think that's his real name. I know it's Mayo somewhere because you know why? I like Mayonnaise. So there it is. That's uh, that's as much as I learned in uh, business school. But anyways, Rick. No, but on Lost, brother. Come on, quickly on Lost. What were you saying? Say lost, right? Um, right. First. Of of all, first season, 26 episodes. It's like, it's too excessive. There's too many episodes, right? Right. But just going to season two, I'm not even kidding you, right? Two episodes in and I am hooked. Like I wasn't hooked in season one because obviously there was watching, what, we're watching it like, you know, staggered throughout the month and all that stuff. So not, not like every night. So I was never like got into it. But honestly, I watched the beginning of season two yesterday, two episodes. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. just hooked. Instantly, I'm like, I want to know what happens next. But 26 episodes, if you've got time, sit through it. But it's way too long. That's what I wanted to say about Lost. But obviously, you know, this is, this is what happens on this, you know, with Tash Mike guys. Tash Mike, we're talking about anything. We're about Tash is close to the mics. That's what we do. That's exactly what it is. Otherwise, no one is talking. So. <laughs> On the Rick, mic. Do you want to bring us in? And with that said, let's bring the intro. Let's do the intro. Let's end this. Hello and welcome, everybody, to. Two Tashmak guys. We have changed the name. We are it's the Tashmak, Tashmak guys. guys. Yeah, <laughs> the Tashmak guys, the dudes with the Tash on the mic. Here talking football, clearly talking series as well as you can hear. Talking anything. We're just here to have a conversation with two boys, been friends for decades now. Absolutely, Three, way too long. Two decades, over two, two decades. decades, easy. So yeah. you know what I mean. 20, and obviously, years, twenty-two years. Yeah, twenty-two. Twenty. Damn. 22 is there a plaque for that or something we need a plaque or something we need something being made up it's 25 you get silver yeah silver at 25 gold silver at 25 all right we get a 75 bro then we're way too give me a pinky ring give me a pinky ring at 25 put it right here yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyways we're gonna get into it i want a little plaque saying tash mike guys and a pinky ring (laughs) (laughs) actually say it on the pinky ring actually say that well Well, maybe even around it saying tash mike guys on the pinky ring Nice. So it's not even an actual uh, ring. It's just tattooed around your finger. Just to ta- say, oh, yeah, that's not silver. No, I'm not going that far. I love you, bro, but not that far. No tattoos. No tattoos. No needles are touching this body. No, obviously, Rick. You know, we're back with episode two. Touch my guys, and like we said in the first episode, if you haven't heard it already, go back and listen to the reasons why we changed the name. And actually. Listening back to it, it was totally Rick's idea. He was the one who said, touch my guys. And that was, we ran away with it, which is, uh, you know, which is Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the credit. Appreciate uh, that, broski. Appreciate oh, that. I still but, do uh, need one of those mics, nice. though, that I can get close to my tash. I really that, do that need is, one of those. Yeah, I think we might have to Just invest in that. I think that there that might one. be one of those that does uh, next day deliveries that could yeah, probably yeah. have a look at without yeah, saying the name. Oh, that's not that. Four yeah, let's not get carried away. If you fancy sponsoring the touch my guys, go to GoFundMe page. <laughs> I'll even take a mic that Gary Neville has previously used. I will take that. I will use it. Okay, I will do it. But no, Rick. Yeah, obviously, we have that guy. Not same. I don't want that microphone. Bin it, burn it, whatever you need to do. Just don't bring it to me. Right. But no, we're back, bro. We're, we're back. back. We are back. So two. Uh, obviously, you know this is the fifth week of the Premier League. You know fifth uh, match week, and. Uh, I mean, I watched a few matches. I, uh, you know, I tuned in over the weekend. Yeah, what did you watch? Because we're professionals. We're professionals. Love that. It's the first first match I watched, right? And honestly, it made my weekend. I'll be honest, straight away. Uh, Man United, <laughs> Man United versus Brighton made my weekend. Um, and I just want to get into it real quick because I don't know if you watched it yourself. But uh, I, I caught bits of it. I didn't yeah. watch it all because at a certain point I was expecting a decent game and it was just all one-sided. And I think we all know which way it went. Yeah, oh yeah. Awful I mean, from Man United. Absolutely awful. I, I think I, I, there was obviously been memes about Man United, you know, the, the club that's had more statements than wins in 2023. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that type that. of stuff, you know, the whole Jaden thing, Anthony thing. And obviously, you know, not to mention they've got 
<coughs> whatever it is. Yeah, we've got yeah, we've got the names beginning with R in their team as well. So it's yeah. it's not looking good. It's not looking good. I'm not talking about Rashford, by the way. So it's not looking good at all. Though. So, <laughs> but I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, I think from where they were last year. But the way they ended last year, you kind of thought, all right, there's something there, isn't there? You know, that they're gonna, they may be a force to be reckoned with or close to in a, in a way. But they've just gone backwards and yeah. or, like I can't even say stagnated because they haven't stood still. They've actually gone. No, backwards. no, they, they've, yeah, yeah, they're literally making backward steps, yeah, and I don't know steps. how. And and obviously we'll probably talk a little bit more into detail, but just as an overall opinion from me, I I really don't see how Ten Hag can last very long in this Man United team, mm. like. M- most likely he'll leave himself because he's like, all right, you know what? The club is broken, you know, politics, whatever it is. Or, you know, the other likely scenario is that they get, get rid of him. But then again, you get rid of him, who do you get in? So, I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you think? You, I, I agree with you. I thought they were awful. I watched bits of it. Uh, obviously, let's say injuries, the negative uh, news and the media coverage of around it, all the Anthony, the Greenwood, the Sancho stuff that came out before as well. Like, surely it's not good for the club. Anthony, Sancho, big money buys that came in. How big are they in there? What kind of characters are in the dressing room? If you come out and kind of criticize Anthony like that, I uh, know, sorry, Jaden Sancho like that, and he re- he responds publicly, it's not where you want to be. You know what I mean? You want to kind of nip that in the bud. And if anything, if you got asked why didn't Sancho play, he should have said like most managers do. I only, I can only pick eleven. And I pick the best who I think is the best players, and therefore, you know what? That's it. And leave it at that. Don't come out saying he hasn't trained very well. And if he does come out, he's well within his right. Sancho should not should not have done what he did. But uh, for me. I'm happy that they're going backwards. I literally so, couldn't so, give two flying Fs. Not but, uh, so, so, you say, so you're saying, like, you know, with when, with Sancho's point of view, are you saying that he shouldn't have come out? He, he shouldn't have, have done that. that. No, he shouldn't come out. You so can do that behind I mean, closed doors. You should. Two wrongs don't make a right. If if ten true. ten Hag is well within his rights to be like. I uh, saw so Sancho in fairness, but you'd like to give the manager more right because he's the main guy and he's probably trying to do a Mourinho approach of calling single players out so then they can perform better. But, but this that, young generation, a lot like before. That's what, I, not, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's not. It's clearly it's not because these guys are sensitive now. I'll, I'll be honest, and I use that word carefully. These younger generations who become millionaires at 17, 18 are super sensitive. They didn't have to go through what the Lampards, the Gerrards, the Vieiras, the Martin Keogh's, the let's just focus on Man United, the Nevilles, you know, the Nicky Butts and so on from the academy where Sir Alex said, like, oh, Sir Alex, I want 50 grand. You'll get 1500 and play for Man United. Shut up. You're not getting anything more than that. Do you know what I mean? Keep them humble. Sancho went straight over to where is it? Dortmund? Became a Mercedes ambassador so like obviously he had his dream cars like a G-Wagons or whatever else again I don't know what his dream but I'm hypothetically speaking you know when you come at that age you never hear anything wrong you never hear any negative stuff come towards you and I'm sure he's not he's surrounded himself with real friends who say like whoa Larry slow down mate what the hell are you doing you can't do that oh Rick what are you doing, bro? That's not good for you. That's not a good for that. Just so we can clear and, up for the listeners, by the way, we're not actually doing anything on the screens. Just, you know, it was just an no, example. No, no, that was just an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not doing it. I'm just using an example and trying to make it real and hit yeah, home. But what I mean is, like, surround yourself, surround yourself with real people. And he hasn't, I assume, or he thought he did. Nobody would have said anything negative to him. And now he doesn't know how to take negative comments. And one way to do that is to retaliate. What he should have done is apply the Drake three-day rule, 72 hours rule. First day, you want to do something. Second day, by third day, you're probably actually, do you know what? I'm glad I didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying because obviously you shouldn't really attack your manager like that. But at the same time, I can see Sancho's point of view because it's not like it's not like Ten Hag has picked a team where they they, they are clearly performing or you know putting in a hundred percent. You know, for example, you know he was he kept putting Martial on and he kept ta- you know he, he kept taking Hoyland off. 
Do you know what I mean? Like he, he has a start. Yeah, that, that was a... on the, against Brighton. Then he took him off. He said, "Why would you take him off? He's your main threat." Yeah, and especially if you need a goal. Yeah, that's exactly. it. No, no, I agree with you. Running the wings, you've got Hoyland in there. He's he's a physical player. So again, it was a wrong decision. So I can understand why Sancho would get pissed off because it's like, all right, you're saying I'm not training, but you're picking players that are clearly not good enough. Lissandro Martinez is clearly not good enough. He he got turned yet again. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely turned. I saw watch. that. Oh, that goal as well. Was such it a really good was. goal. Just the way he turns. Yeah, just oh. unbelievable. Was it Sean Pedro? Who was the one who turned? Mata. He was uh, gross. Yeah, Pascal gross. Yeah. Well, just the way he turned in the middle of the box. Sent him to the shop. Box where where Martinez obviously you know he's the World Cup winner. So. Um, I, I, that's not you're going to put him down then you're going to build him back up a little that's bit you know, it, but I will definitely slam him back down again no no I agree with crash. you for Ten Hag stuff I literally agree with you on the Ten Hag stuff but I think think about it if, he, if they were winning yeah. everybody would have looked at him as like oh he's the saviour he's this he's making the right decision but because they're not winning then what comes down to you you come under scrutiny you come under the microscope he's of more things right why decision, is this happening really? no no I think what he needs to do with Sancho isn't I know what Sancho's trying to do but give him a run of games actually prove a point like he gives he gave Anthony a chance because Anthony's awful for me as well he's, he's too weak for the Prem yeah, 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 he's exactly. a bit like a Madueka for Chelsea who's just weak on the ball everything is left footed easily predictable same and I'm going to touch on Mudrick as well predictable okay we're, you're we're, fast but you've Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There'll be a different sections for this kid, but uh, yeah. No, in terms of Man United, also another thing for me is you've got it. Bruno can't be captain. He's not captain material. You can't have your captain rolling around. You cannot have your captain's slightest touch on a, a brush past the ear or like a blow in his ear, and then he goes down holding his face and just trying to get the it's... player sent off. For me, that's not captain material. No. Man United are no. used to captains who are just like strong, solid. There for the team. For me, Casemiro needs to be captain. Get him a couple of months to learn English, change it. Second transfer window, change him around. Yeah. There was a meme I saw, bro. Sancho's telling Bruno, Bruno, hey, Bruno, stop complaining, yeah? Stop mourning. Stop yeah, mourning. Yeah, He's telling I've Bruno for now. Have you seen that, that one yeah. as well? I've seen that one, yeah. That, like, was, that was a match. How can you speak season. to your captain like that? Like, that that's season, your captain. Yeah. This is Man United. You trying to do that. that to John Terry, Patrick Vieira. You trying to do that to Roy Keane, Steven Gerrard, some from the top top four teams. Try to do it to any of them and see what happens. Come on, bro. Like, this is yeah, what I mean. Like it's, it's, Bruno's not a captain for me. Like he's a great player. He's, he's technical and so on, but he's not. He's not a captain for me. He's not. I, I, I totally agree with you. I think that there's just they have no leadership in that team. Um, no one wants to take responsibility for anything that they're doing. Everyone, it's it's clearly a, a you know a blaming culture there. That's it. it ten, yeah. If you man, that, this is what this is why I don't agree with with the whole Ten Hag thing because again you're supposed to lead by example. Like you know it's not your captain's job to lead by example. The captain is there. You tell him what you need to do. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, whereas a coach like Ten Hag, he needs to take responsibility for for everything that's happening. Forget, oh, I need to blame Sancho because he's not training. All right, cool. Yeah, you've got yeah. twenty four other players. You don't need to specifically come out and call out Sancho, and he hasn't even played. It's not like Sancho's come on, he's done poor, and he's taken him off after five minutes, and then it's like, all right, cool. You have got the right to say that he's not good enough. Yeah, you haven't yeah, even yeah. put him on. You haven't Ten Hag this season. You haven't even given Sancho the, the time. On the you know off the bench, yeah. This, and then this, is what, this, is, this is what I'm saying. Like so, you ca- so I I don't think it's fair for him to come out and just call out on one specific player when he's got Harry Maguire in his team. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 not it's it. That's why I don't think Ten Hag's going to last very long at Man United. Just just because you know from last season till now, he's felt very edgy. You know, I, I, maybe not maybe not the right word, but he's felt very edgy when he talks about the team. He doesn't. He, he, I don't think he understands the team that he's got. 
because he's not putting in the right players. I mean, yeah, you spent money on Lissandro Martinez, but guess what, mate? You need to drop him. We spent seventy-two million on Pepe. That guy got yeah. dropped. That time yeah. started. Not even, not even a second thought of it. Oh, you're not good enough. You dropped. I don't care about your price tag. You are dropped, lad. Yeah, that's it, yeah. did the same thing too. Like you know, so do the same with with the players that aren't performing. Don't give them more chances to prove you wrong. You know what I mean? Like to prove. Yeah, no, no, I totally get you. Like, don't let them, don't makes, let them fail. No They're effectively failing him each time they go on the pitch every and, single time, and, and, and it's because and of his decisions. It's, it's because it, yeah. of his decisions. And but again, yesterday I was a bit thrown off. It's unbelievable. Yesterday I was thrown off with their tactics as well. Like he was playing. What was he playing? McTominay, Casemiro, and somebody else. I, mean, I don't know what formation he was playing. Put McTominay on. Uh, he's, he's been watching like, too much, too many international games where McTominay's done well. It's like now nah, that doesn't work well for Scotland, and then that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now, well, they were good, Man United. Like in the sense of for 10-15 minutes, I think they were okay. They looked a little bit, but then Brighton just got into the game, and this always happens. Go away from home to these big clubs, mm-hmm. hold it tight for 10-15, and then play your football. And they clearly did. They just went through them like. A hot knife, hot knife through butter. Or you know through, what? There's, there's, through, there's, through there's a nice stat that I actually uh, did take a picture of, but let me see if I can find that stat uh, of De Serbi and everything. Well, while you're looking for, through the stat for me as well, what I think it is is like uh, the buying of Mason Mount hasn't helped. I don't think uh, I, Anthony st- and, and Martial Martial still being there. Like he looked like he didn't care. They were chasing the game, and he came on, and he was just like walking around. There was no pressure. For them, for me, at the minute, they, they're on a similar boat as Chelsea. They just look like a completely brand new team, not knowing how to play. Old Trafford is not what it was. 72,000 no. fans no. can cheer as much as they like, but if the players are not performing on the pitch, meh. Nobody cares. No, it's, and, no, and I agree with you. I agree with you with when it comes to that because it, it used to be it used to be a fortress. You know, you go there, you were scared. Every team, you of dreams. Scared. You were scared of just walking out, weren't you? Especially when you came out of the corner and all the fans cheering. It was a long walk from there to get to the middle to line up. Yeah. So yeah. no, it's 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 a great. Look, I'm going to read you the stat right from uh, for Brighton stat for uh, the Serbi stat. Yeah, because one of the for me, if at the end of the season Brighton's still in the position that they are now or end up in the top four, or top five, the Serbi should. Uh, oh, sorry. Deserves the uh, the manager of the year award because 100%. he is Big fantastic. Brighton get top four. He's fantastic. So, yeah, hundred percent. September seventeenth, twenty twenty two. Roberto Deserbi signed as Brighton uh, Brighton coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. plays Potter. Now he's had the most PL goals by teenagers since he joined. So fifteen teenagers, uh, fifteen goals have been scored by by teenagers. Yeah, and wow. obviously we know who they are because we've seen we've seen Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, he brought in Ansu Fati, which again, not many teams can can boast that he's not a great player. But he brought in for he brought a player in from Barcelona, so you yeah, know, he's one yeah. of those. Twenty three wins in forty four official games, so twenty three wins. So that's what that's yeah, that's just over that's half just, of wins. Yeah, he's an incredible, incredible sixty two percent possession average on every on games. Sixty two. No, no, he's, he's a very good manager. Even Guardiola, message, even Guardiola praised him, saying how they are a specialist at always finding a free man. I watched them play. I was particularly focused on Billy Gilmore because obviously I had a soft spot for oh, Billy yeah. Gilmore when he was at Chelsea. Since shocking that, uh, that, yeah, it's shame that he went. Sorry, not shocking. Shame yeah, that shame went. that he went. But what can you do, brother? I think I've, I've got I've got some words to say on like these certain players that we let leave. But uh, yeah, no, I was uh, I was very very impressed with Gilmore. Quick, uh, not quick, sorry, but quick decision making. Ball yeah. coming to him 
get rid of it, pass it around. And like with purpose, it wasn't kind of thing of just, oh, let me just get ready to keep the ball. It was with purpose. He moved back to the defence to gain a better position, come into midfield, passing it around. I was really impressed with him. But again, credit to the manager. He's What he's done for that team is incredible. Also, another thing was he was keeping two players wide at all times. So the left wing back, uh, what's his name? Mitoma and uh, Lamptey, who's played yeah, left back, so not wing back, yeah, left right, back. Yeah. They were just hugging the line. They were effectively doing what Man United were doing with Giggs and Sir Alex, where Giggs was making the pitch as wide as possible. So there is always a pink ball across yeah. from one end to the yeah. other end. And it was just difficult to mark because the left back or the right back at this purpose would have been, um, I forgot his name, who was playing right back, Dal- Dalo, 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 yeah. De- Dalo? Yeah. Diogo Dalo. Diego Dalo, yeah. He, was, he didn't know who to mark because players were running from midfield. And it was incredible to see. Honestly, it was Amazing defensively, to watch. Defensively, they were they were very very poor, like absolutely disorganized, and maybe who's Varane, this? United. United, yeah. Maybe they Varane got made to look disorganized because yeah. they were just putting pressure on the ball, and there was no midfield was nowhere to be seen. Bruno wasn't tracking back. Anthony was no. uh, Anthony. What's his name? Uh, Rashford wasn't tracking back. Slowly but surely, they all gave up bit by bit. Yeah. Now I know a lot of people mm-hmm. are going to be like, "Oh, Man United have had no luck because if." Uh, what's his name? Granacho wasn't offside or millimetres onside. That goal against Arsenal would have been a different result. And this goal where Hoyland scored against uh, uh, Brighton, he was just millimetres out. It's still out. Out is out. Right? Out. I don't want to use Dominic Toretto. If you win by a mile or a millimetre, winning yeah, is winning. Win. Out That's is out. End of story. End of story. And right now, Man United have conceded three goals, in uh, sorry, six goals in the last two Prem games. It, I weigh at Arsenal and a Brighton at home. It's, uh, it's, it, hasn't been, it hasn't been a great start to the season. Let's just put it that way for Man United. I mean, let, let's just have a look at Brighton right now, by the way. Brighton at fifth, uh, 12 points, so a point behind, uh, point behind uh, first, basically. A point behind uh, Tottenham, which I, who sits second. So, yeah, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible from Brighton. And I really enjoy watching them play because they do perform, uh, they yeah, do provide really some... Much, really, some really good football. Um, I do want to move it on though. Let's keep it moving on. Um, keep it brief, briefly on Spurs because yeah, it is what it is. But again, I can't help. I can't help but say that they have kind of become a good team, right? Am I? Can I say that? Am I allowed to you say? You can't that? say that. With five we games the, in, we but, the producers. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me check with the producers. Yes, I can't aren't, say. Aren't that, we? That, aren't aren't right. we producers, editors, writers? Yeah, we, we are literally people like that. <laughs> a bigger organization than this. All right, we're going to come back after a break. Thank you very much. We'll be back. God damn it, man. No, Producer's um, angry. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's 12 minutes added on. I, I watched some of the game. I watched a bit of match of the day. I don't know. I don't understand why 12 minutes were, was added on, by the way. Like, I, I, I don't get it. But two things happened. Tottenham obviously become good. They keep winning the matches. They haven't lost one yet. And the second massive thing that happened, the biggest thing, it was like once in a blue moon, Richarlison scores. I was just going to I'll be honest with you, I was happy he scored. If the yes. document, not documentary, but if the comments of what he said is true about going through that yes. mental health and all that stuff, you know what I mean? I don't want to hate on anybody because mental health is I'm glad no you joke. Brought it up. I'm glad you and, brought it up. And uh, I'm genuinely glad he scored. I am, I'm, yep. I, yeah, it spurs, but I'm glad he scored. Personally, I was just happy for him scoring. Um, and then. Uh, I'm in agreement with you because, like you said, you know, people going through that type of stuff, then obviously, you know, you can't, you, as fans, we can't bring that up, you know, in terms of, oh, you're shit because of this, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. It's, he came out, he, he knew what was wrong. He, he, he became a man about it. He was like, right, look, I'm going to go yeah. see this, see this, going to get through it. Came back, scored a goal. Fair dues. I, you can't be mad at that. 
Someone overcoming someone overcoming a challenge like that, you can't be mad at it. That's so it. He filtered his friendship group as well, didn't he? Because obviously, I think as fans, we look at it and be like, "Oh, you're on hundred grand a week. Well, you, what's wrong with you?" But listen, doesn't matter how much money you've got. Mental health is something else. But yeah, you're right. I'm glad he scored. I'm glad he scored. So I, I agree. And and again, can't not like I'm his biggest fan now or anything like that. Still, don't really care for him as a player. But fair enough. As a human being, he came. He's come through a challenge, and yeah, he's he's done well. So and uh, Postecoglou, by the way. You know, wow, Ange, yeah, good old Ange. Wow, I'm I'm speechless when I watch Tottenham now because I was kind of hoping Sheffield were gonna you know steal it one 0 Yeah, yeah. Same. They came back. They they stuck strong to it, and every single one of those, them players just played. They were the better team. Yeah. I watched again from the highlights. They obviously, were, they were, unless they were. they were biased towards Spurs, but from no, the no, highlights they, they, they were, were the better, better team, team and they deserved. It. And again, it goes to show what a manager can do when a group of players buy into the system and just Kulusevski, bring Perisic, that good feel good factor. Good players. Perisic, but who's the boy in the middle? Is it Basuma? Fantastic. He's driving Basuma. from midfield. Yeah. I think, he's, he's, I think he's he just incredible. got injured. I think he got injured. I think maybe that's... Did he get injured? That's oh. possibly why the, uh, the, long, uh, the long wait. Maybe, oh, but that's not great then for the next no. game. That's two no, midfielders no, no. who are quality and, and obviously Spurs, who are they going to bring in now? Who's going to yeah. play there? Eric Dyer. Eric oh, Dyer will just pass the ball. This is what Chelsea was missing with, when Chukamanka got injured. He was our driver from midfield and yeah, fearless. It was good it was to a see. fearless, fearless driver for sure. But yeah, there you go. With Spurs, you know, as, again as a footballing community, it's nice to see because more competition. It makes it more interesting when we watch games. That's why we watch football at the end of the day. We don't watch football to be like, oh, fair enough, hundred percent of the entertainment. That's yeah, why. So, yeah. That's why Man City don't have that many fans. Okay, because it's boring. Now, all right, boring. No, boring. no one cares about it. The only Man City fans I see ever are like. Nine, eleven year olds. Yeah, I was going to say under twelves. That's, that's literally it. No one knows what city were like beforehand. And on that list, did you, did you see that list I sent in the group of uh, most teams beaten by an opponent? And Arsenal yeah, yeah, top so Arsenal top against Everton. But against Man City, we've got eighty-seven wins against Man City in our, in our history. Yeah. So do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm I'm not talking obviously I'm not talking like you know the last ten years when City just you know money injection blew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Over, the, over the history, yeah, it's like you know pipe down a little bit because you've got fake shit going on. You know, there's history behind it. You can't just forget that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that was that was it with uh, with Spurs. Yeah, fair enough. Sheffield United. I don't think I'd be, I'd be very surprised if they uh, if they stay up this season. So will I. So Same will as I. Luton and Burnley. Luton I, I can't well, see yeah. anything happening with them. I think with Burnley, we'll see what they do tonight. But previous games have been quite naive coming yeah. into the Prem. I know they walk the Championship, but it's just a it's different level. The Prem. Yeah, it's not the same stuff. And they try to play the way that they did, and the game found out. Like teams, yeah. obviously, are sussing it out. The quality. They is don't have the quality. That's step. It, yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean the quality players, in the yeah. Prem from coming in the Championship. You can be the best team in the Championship. It's difficult coming into the Prem. The worst team in the Prem is it's usually the best the better team, team yeah. of the Championship. Yeah. We've seen it before. How many times have Norwich said, dropped? Yeah. <laughs> Norwich dropped and come, come back up. up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fulham doing exactly so, the same thing. But yeah, look, um, yeah, so we suppose nice one on that one. And I think they obviously they sit second on 13 points. So it, yeah, fair do. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting good. season so far. It's, it's wide open. City always well, we'll see what, basically run. for Spurs for me, the one thing to do now is to see proper challenge, a proper challenge when they play against some of the big boys. So now I know they played United, but we can see United have got problems. But when yeah. they play against the Liverpool, which is going to be this Saturday, 5.30 kickoff. That's going to be, a good you know, that's when we'll start seeing because I'm scared for Liverpool. From now till, Excuse me, from now till then, I think the Spurs make, yeah, I think they've got like a Europa Conference match or something going on. 
yeah, as well. We play, we play Spurs on Sunday, I think, against the play Arsenal. Sunday. Oh, sorry, this is uh, 30th. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they've sorry. got Arsenal. So here we go, proper test. Sorry, yeah, 24th. I looked at the wrong date. It's this Liverpool the week after. So now let's see how they do with Arsenal and Liverpool consecutive games. Back, back sort of thing, yeah. yeah so. um, well, obviously, we'll, we'll mention a bit more about Arsenal and Chelsea once we, when we get to them as well, like, you know, the, the upcoming games and so on. Um, I didn't. I didn't watch too much of the the Wolves Liverpool game because the F one was on at the time. So I was like, whatever. Wolves went up one nil, and you know the guys in the group they weren't happy. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! And oh shit! First oh, half, and then oh, first half's awful. Oh man, we were the best team afterwards. So you know, yeah. it's deluded yeah, Liverpool fans, bro. Like it's always like we're the best team rather than breaking it down. Exactly. For me, again, I don't. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. But it looks like okay, good on them. You know what I mean? Good on them. They did yeah. it and so on, yeah. but. I, can't, I keep going back to that Newcastle victory. It just looks the way they won against Newcastle. But again, I go back to it. If you're going down 1-0 to bigger teams that are like more defensively organised and who can hit you on the counter, especially when you press, you'll end up losing 2-0. So Liverpool will need to be careful to going down or conceding first. Especially that early. Yeah. Especially that early because a team, like you said, another team who's defensively inclined, they will just sit back and will not let them into yeah, that won't do anything. Just look but, to hit on the counter. But again, another another big team, another win for them. You know, another yeah, big yeah. team that's winning. So it's, it again, it adds to the whole competition side of things. But, um, oh, by the way, last, last thing I did actually, for, I forgot to mention on the Man United Brighton, the first 11 cost them 16 million as opposed to Man United's, which is over 300 million or whatever it is. Yeah. 16 million it cost Brighton to bring them players in, by the way. And they are absolutely smashing it. They're smashing it. They're players there who've been there for a while. This is the kind of thing that obviously I'll touch on when we get to Chelsea. But, you know, you need players who've been there for a while, understand the club, understand the culture, understand the tradition to be a Brighton player. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Is it Dunk, the centre-back? Yes, Lewis Dunk, yes. Lewis Dunk, quality. He had his Uh, uh, England England call-up as well, so... Yeah, and he did well as well he on that game against good. Scotland. Yeah. He was very, very good. So he just continued that form into the club. So yeah, no, well done. Really, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him because they're doing really well. And they, yeah, they, they seem to be a decent, decent football club. The only thing I don't like about him is when they're raping everybody else in terms of transfer fees, and you've got to play this much for our players. Now, I still, I still, I still a sore spot for me because they were trying to buy Levi Colwell from Chelsea, and we've seen Colwell has been doing all right for Chelsea. Okay, he's not the world class player. He's not a John no. Terry of Rio and so on, but he's got the potential potential to get there if he keeps his head down and works very hard and they were like oh we'll give you 20 million for him like hold on a minute bro like you're trying to give us Caicedo for like 105 you only want 20 million for him they succeeded well succeeded sorry but yeah succeeded sorry yeah but I mean that's what they were saying but succeed because we've got a We've got somebody who thinks just throwing. Anyway, we'll yeah, touch on the one that, that, that was by the by. I just caught the note yeah, there, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. it was an important point. I knew I, I wrote it down. But yeah, Liverpool, uh, Wolves, Liverpool. Yeah, it is what it is. They, they have got talent without a shadow of a doubt. We can't even we can't deny that. But it's still that clicking phase. There's still players there who are or should be in. It should be transitioning out yeah. at this point in time. Like we said before in the first pod. 170 million for for Salah, or 150 million, whatever it was, that should have been accepted. Should have been accepted. Should have been accepted. Have that's that's literally your next two seasons sorted now because well, he could have brought him, if Mbappe wanted to come to Liverpool, he could have just found 30 million somewhere and just get Mbappe for 200. Probably the thing is, probably wouldn't even have to do that because, like I said, you've got they, they spend wisely with Liverpool. You know, they always have done. They never spend yeah, extravagant. Yeah. And if you get that money, yeah, okay, you need to replace Salah, but there's young players that can replace Salah. And again, you want to build... Salah's only going to take you maybe another couple of years max, but then after that, what's going to happen? You've got no replacement. There's no real replacement for, for him. On the other side, you've got Gakpo, you've got Luis Diaz, you've got, uh, you've got Jota. So again, there's many... There's, there's replacements for the left, but for the right, they've got absolutely no one. 
And that's a problem now because, you know, he's going to get old. Oh, he's getting older. It's just, just the way old. it is. He's, he's, he's not, yeah, yeah, not going to get the 30 plus goals a season that you want from him anymore. If he does, brilliant. Obviously, you know, he's still not going to let his head drop. But again, maybe it was time cash to it in. Cash, cash it in. in. Yeah, you have to. You have to cash it in now. But yeah, they didn't. Hopefully, it kind of pays in their favor. Um, but obviously, as an outside fan, but yeah, and um, now th- those are those are the sort of matches that I, that I watched because obviously there was too many. The, the cities three one, Haaland scoring. Yeah, it's you know it is. Haaland should have had a hat trick. The chances he missed, especially there was a ball that came through quickly and he reacted. But obviously, the form that he was in last year, he was putting them away. Yeah, he really should have had a hat trick against them. He started off a bit slow even last year, though. So yeah. don't forget that. Well, but. let's see, but yeah. He's you know still scoring, and he that's it. That's all you want. Unstoppable team. Obviously, they're reinforced yeah. with the likes of Kovacic and uh, and Gvardiol as well. I don't know, man. It's it's very difficult. No, like, to it's see difficult to see anybody's beating them. Yeah, that's it. I can't see them because uh, obviously they got the defensive reinforcement with the boy from RB Leipzig. Yeah. you know the centre back, yeah. Jasko yeah, Gvardiol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gvardiol. He was he was incredible. I, obviously, we I only know him from the World Cup. It's not that I've been watching <clears> Bundesliga. But, no, no, yeah, clearly he's, everybody yeah. wanted him. And then, um, yeah, Kova in the middle, lost Gundogan, got Kova. They did really well at keeping Bernardo Silva because yeah. he will, yeah. he is quality. He's a great player. And then and they brought player. a new boy as well, Jeremy Duku. Doku, Duku. Yeah, he's got as well. And he looks lively, he looks quick. And yeah, no, no, it was good. Nice. But again, I don't want it to become one of those things where City run away with it. I want another one. If they win it, they win it. But I want it to go close to the wire, similar to what we had Arsenal yeah. City, Liverpool City. You know, I'd, it's getting to the point now where I'm used to like games being so tight and that adrenaline even when my team are playing. I'm like, oh, but what's my team going to do? Is it going to mess up the title race for somebody? Because for me, that's why the Brightons exist in there. You know, that's what we're well, saying. That's it, yeah. yeah, we want the Brightons and we want the rest of them to kind of come in as well. But uh, Villa doing all right as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, how Villa, obviously, Villa another win for well, say another a win for Villa, which a is win really for good. Yeah, nah. Emery, he's a good coach. Whatever you think about him, you know, maybe not like you know top top two top three coach he's a very good coach though he knows how to get a win he knows how to get uh, teams into europe and you know eventually win them as well so it's it's very it's a very open forget city right now right but because at some point they will fall um maybe a loss here or there you know it will yeah yeah, yeah. confidence but for now it seems to be an open open enough uh season no, I agree. From now, for these, if anything continues like this, it's going to be a great season. But can I just go back to the Spurs yeah, thing, by the way? I just yeah, want to make a correction. Yeah. I made a mistake of saying that they've got European football. Spurs don't have European football. They, oh, they missed out. That's right. They missed they out. Missed they missed out, yeah. yeah so yeah. they're not going to have it. So obviously, it's they were, Villa they were who took close, it. Yeah. They were close, yeah. 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 They did, did what they did. So that's what I mean. You know, it, it's they, There you go. That's Unai Emery for you. You'll get them into Europe and they'll get the money that they need. Again, Villa, they're never, they're never going to pretend to win, you know, to challenge for the title. But, you know, you can have a Leicester season. Once every 15 years, 20 years, you can have a Leicester season. That's it. So That's it. It, 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 it's, all, it, it's all possible. You know, it's improbable, but it's all possible. So, um, And that leads us off, obviously, nice to, uh, to Chelsea with, you know, I say it's an open. It's an open season. It is an open season. It's still early in the season. Yeah. It's early. It's early. But again, you're not sat there telling everyone or telling me or even yourself that, you know, you're going to challenge for a title. It's no, definitely not. No, we're not, not. We're not. We one thing that it is with Chelsea, and that's frustrating. So obviously, I'll start on my uh, my time, uh, Mr. Speaker. This is my time. <laughs> 
All right. Well, we've got the uh, 15 <laughs> minutes starting from now, so perfect timing. <laughs> now, uh, for yesterday's game, disappointing. Disappointing result. It's a game that we should really go and win. Uh, okay, the lineup came out, starting 11. I was surprised not to see Chile in the lineup. And I was like, well, what's, what's he done wrong? Like, why? He's our best left back at the club. You're playing Colwell, okay, but like, take maybe uh, play Colwell and Thiago or do something else because yeah, we knew what Bournemouth were going to do. They were just going to look to hit on the counter. There were moments they were keeping possession for five or ten minutes, but predominantly we kept it. But uh, the young lad in midfield, uh, I hope I don't butcher the name, the Ugo Chuko. He was fantastic. Yeah. Ugo Choco, yeah. yeah, he played well. Uh, not fantastic, take that back. He played well. What he needs to improve on is what I seem to like from the modern-day midfielder is that drive. We had that with Angolo Canto on the year we won the Champions League. The year we won the uh, the league under Conte is Angolo driving from midfield because nobody seems to expect it from that deep. And You go past one or two plays, you beat that line in midfield, now automatically you're in attack with 4v4. And we had a lot of success in the past with that. Doesn't seem to happen. Chukameka did that until he got injured at Spur uh, at West Ham. So yeah, uh, and then he kind of comes back to as a Chelsea fan, thinking to yourself, who do you? You don't want to blame because it's again, it's a new team. But then you've got to blame somebody because it's a new team. We seem to buy the replacement and the replacement of the replacement and the replacement of the replacement of the replacement. Meaning we got flipping, <laughs> we sold Pulisic, we bought somebody in to replace Pulisic, we bought somebody to replace that guy, we bought somebody to replace that guy. And you think to yourself, like Todd, slow down, bro. Like let the team like that. Last year was meant to be a transition year. We got so many players in. And then he goes and spends another X amount of millions on it. We've got Levia, we've got Okuchuku, we've got Diaz, Diaz, I think his surname is, the French guy at the back, but then Barry Shield is there, so why do we bring another centre-back? You had the Sassi. The Sassi, the Sassi that's yeah. his name. Yeah, Buddy Shield is there. Why is he why. there? You, sorry, you and mentioned Buddy Shield, right? It's, I think it's a crime that that guy doesn't get played. Why is he not playing? Exactly. Why is he not playing? I think he might be coming back from injury. Okay, that's fine. Coming back from injury. We've got Armando Broyek, obviously, coming back from injury. Let's see what he can do. You know, the Albanian guy. Let's I know, but, uh, he, right. I'm hoping he can offer a bit of physicality up top. I'm hoping because he's quick. A lot of players have said, who is the fastest player at Chelsea? And Sterling has said, Armando Broyer is quick. He may not look quick, but he is quick. Now, let's see. Is Sterling saying that? Let's actually see what he's like uh, but the main thing is again is like it seems to be as if we're down to 10 men every time Mudrick is on the pitch because he just doesn't seem to click with anybody now I've heard no. rumours people saying sorry very quickly now I've oh, heard no, rumours no, people on. saying is uh, obviously his family's back in Ukraine he's worried about and okay like you know what I can't begin to understand what's that like you have your mom, your dad or your whoever so on yeah in a war torn country okay and then the next thing is as well is he just is English. Is he speaking? Is he communicating? And it felt like as if his head kept going down and down and down. And every time he lost the ball, Thiago was on his case. Enzo was on his case. Colwell was on his case. These more players, obviously, who were not losing the ball. But what I think with him is what he did the whole match was he had two decent runs and that was it. And the whole time that he played, he had a quick turn on uh, Max Ahrens. He played a 1-2 with Jackson, which I was like, oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay, it's better than what we used to. Again, it's not what... We won this consistently. You'd be able to take on the right back, look to play it, and then go on the attack. Crossed it back for, what's his name, Gallagher. It was too high, awkward position for Gallagher to hit. It was more like thrust it with your hips into the goal. You know, there was no way to gain enough power. And then there was another moment he turned and he ran with it. And that was about it, most game. And then after that, he just became predictable. He just, every time he got the ball, he wanted to cut into his left. But Max Ahrens read that and got the ball every time. He was fantastic for Bournemouth. When Sterling came to that side, he understood that again. I made some notes on this basically saying like, 
fell off. But what does he need to do? He needs to add more components to his game, i.e. hold the ball up sometimes, give it back, look for the one-two with the person that just gave you the ball. Don't think of taking it on every time, bro. Like he was just, every time he got it, his first touch was out of his feet to his left to try and cut inside and kind of go, rather than go down the wing, he's cutting the other side. Do what Mbappe does, you know, like you're there, pretend like you're running and then drop short. You know, like these little games, watch these guys. You've got the speed of Mbappe, you've got the speed of Vinicius Jr. No one is catching you if the ball is right. But you need to be able to create the space for yourself. Don't just stand there because you're easily marked and you're not reacting quickly. It comes back to Sunday league on your toes. He was, it felt like as if this guy was on his heels all the time. We're not expecting the ball. And yeah, every time he's on the pitch, whether he comes on, he starts, it's like as if we've got 10 men. And again, a cameo of five minutes, i.e. added together two runs and something else. I was like, oh, okay. But then, yeah, it's just back to his usual self. Uh, Poch came out saying he's got the potential, he's young, but he just needs to understand the team better. And a little bit, I blame the manager for that. Give somebody one-to-one to work with this guy. Work with him one-to-one, looking at videos, tell him what you're expecting him to do. Uh, in training, he's banging him in. Like You watch videos and stuff, everybody claps. He, they can see he's got the talent to strike, to turn, to take defenders on. But that's what in training, he's playing with confidence. He's yeah. got zero yeah. confidence on a starting eleven against any of these teams. Too Mark much pressure, Aaron, I feel. Too much pressure Aaron, on him, I think. Massive pressure. It's a price tag. It's the media. It's the stuff that obviously he listens to two Tash Mike guys. And, uh, Tash Mike guys, sorry, not, there's no two in it. There's just us two. I mean, and, there is us know, two, but you know, the official name, Tash Mike guys. But if you listen to guys, us, then you know, he, should, he should be playing better because we're telling him what to do. We're telling him Exactly, that's it. That's it. Listen, he's listen to Larry, but uh, but no, if he adds these different start to his games and he becomes less predictable, I do think obviously that will increase his confidence, reduce the criticism, and then hopefully equal to better performances in on Mudrick for me. That like that's literally the worst thing I can say is like when he's on the pitch with ten men. And yeah, I, and I agree with you because every time I watch him, I think I can go back through some of the other notes as well that I've made over the last like few weeks or maybe even seasons that we did like last season. I, the main thing I always write about Mudrick is literally his uh, his passing is shocking. Like he has got some of the worst passing I've ever seen from any player like ever that I've ever seen. It, it's it's incredible how how bad it is. Um, I'm trying yeah. to find some Chelsea notes, but I'm sure they're there somewhere. I'll, once I find them, I'll post them. <laughs> no, well, let, let me continue on another thing then for me. While you're looking for that is, th- you're right, on the passing and the stuff, there's times he does it well and you think, this is you, bro. Like, why can't you do this? But then 10 times, nine times out of the 10, he does the incorrect decision and so on. But then again, I think even as a team, we're very poor tactically. Like, this is where I put, point the finger to Poch. Like, it's, there's rumours that he likes to have a free flow in attack, so the attackers make their own mind up on the final third. Whereas Thomas Tuchel was a lot more organised, the runs, trying to overlap, running from deep, and he always talks about transitioning phases and so on. With Poch, is more like I say, free flowing. But then we look at this team, and we're a new team again. I go back to Todd Bowley. These guys free flowing don't understand each other yet. You can't allow free-flowing football with a brand-new starting eleven. Jackson is new. Flipping Palmer is new. Mudrick is new to them, the guys who have just joined in. Sterling new is new. Guys, he's, new to the new guys, yeah. he's new to the new guys. So literally everybody's new. It's like that friend of a friend of a friend. And you're like, yeah, all right, man. So what do you do? Are you all right? What do you yeah, do? We're just waiting, you know we're just waiting, waiting for Rick. There's no banter with that. Exactly. We're just waiting for Rick. Yeah, that's it. 
And again, like do something, understand you've got a new team. It's all good when you were at Spurs and you had Danny Rose and Carl Walker and Ericsson and Deli Allen. So on. Yeah, these guys knew each other. These guys could play, could try to unlock uh, the defence with the way that they play because they understood each other. Chelsea players are all new. They all seem to look to somebody for some leadership and there is no leadership. There's no Conor leadership. Gallagher got the captain armband. I don't know why. He didn't really <laughs> offer much. Enzo, Enzo likes to talk sometimes, but again, his English is not that great, I assume. Yeah, I, mean, how, I don't know how you put in Conor Gallagher as, as your uh, as your captain. To be fair, when you've got Chilwell sitting on the bench and for no reason. So here we go. By the way, um, go I've on. got just two notes that I found because I'm not going to go back any further. Chelsea v Fulham. It was a Friday night, Stamford Bridge. Um, I put here, Mudrick. Mudrick was a ghost. Couldn't link up play. Passing accuracy was poor. Right, clearly out of his depth. Literally, that's what I put. And then I think the week after you played West Ham away, uh, Felix yeah. Mudrick Enzo start awful passing from Mudrick. These are just a note against Fulham. He was literally a repeat against yeah. Fulham yesterday. The guy, the right back, had him in his back pocket. There was one hard challenge that he did, as if to kind of like, you know that old school. I'm going to go hard on you, so you get scared. Yeah. You know what I'm here, but bro, like, don't be scared. Like, go back and just be like, I'll get you next time. Get you next time, you little scallywag. Yeah, and just, just go for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, run at him, run at the defender. But every time he got the, def- the defender, like I said, he needs to be able to use his arms more. He needs to do what a Didier Drogba does. Yeah. Feel if the defender is close tight, put your arm out. Just feel where he is. If he's yeah. not there touch the ball then turn at the defender or play it back and yeah. then do a quick kind of a 180 run Spins behind because if, yeah, yeah. if the defender is on you he's left space behind the right back is so tight to you he's left space behind yeah. quick 180 run into that space and if you don't get the ball flipping scream for it bro like scream at Enzo scream at someone and be like yeah. I made that fucking run I'm going to do two more if you're not playing I'm going to have your fucking head do you know what I mean hold yeah. people accountable because if he's soft. doing it tra- like soft. he's too soft and that's it he's too soft and he just comes to it when you're too soft and and it's not even he's trying to play pretty football he's just trying to play it, but he's too much in his head there's no confidence whatsoever experienced players need to put an arm around him as well like I think Sterling needs to do better but Ster- excuse me Sterling's performance have been quite poor as well he so went there Max Aaron's had him in his back pocket. Max Ahrens was amazing yesterday. Amazing. And then, when you see Max Ahrens do that, Gusto for me, I've got another bit on here very quickly on Gusto. Yeah, decent at defending, decent at reading, trying to stick a toe in, but moving forward, final product, awful. Absolutely awful. Awful. Yeah, I think, um, I, th- I mean, the, the only, literally the good note, the only good note that I actually have in this for Chelsea is Sanchez, great save in the 18th minute. That's literally all I have. Like, you see that? Do you remember like when I kept saying it all the time with the group chat? I was always our fault there. Like, okay, yeah. it was a good goal, but it was our fault. Caicedo yeah. made the fault. It led to a goal because obviously we got hit quickly on the counter because we weren't expecting Caicedo to do a bad touch. And then uh, Nottingham Forest scored. Same against West Ham. We just like somehow switched off, made a mistake. West Ham went and scored. Yeah, self inflicted. Again, everybody just switched off at the back. Quick free kick. All of a sudden, they're all like looking. Where, who, oh, oh. Luckily for Sanchez was there, he made the save, bro. Otherwise, it would have been one nil down and lost the game. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. I mean, look, it's it's not it's not ideal in, by any means, but uh, we had this conversation about Potter last last season, and Potter had a better you know, win rate. I'll tell you it's, now. it's not even it's not even about that. I mean, it's 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 about the fact, like you know, he tried to do something, clearly didn't work because of decisions that were made from from above. So why hire someone else, brand new, to come in and then you do exactly the same thing? Like, you yeah. know that didn't work. Like That's you saw it. it didn't work. And if you didn't, yeah, if you tiny. don't know, then you can just go look at the previous 2022-2023 season table, you know, finishing table, mm-hmm. and then, you know, that's, that's you'll find your answer. Right, it doesn't even have to go good. that far. Ready for a stat? Chelsea have won six games in 2023. As a calendar year, yeah. 
I read that stat. It's and we're in September. It's damning. Yeah, it's damning that that is six games in all competition in twenty twenty three. Yeah, so in nine months, basically in nine months, like in competitive competition. I'm not talking about yeah. you know the preseason before oh, some Chelsea fans yeah, get yeah. to me and be like, "Oh, you're a hater. We won this in preseason. No, We've got loads count. of injuries." No. Listen to me, right? We have got a lot of injuries, that, and that's yeah, fine. That's a win. <laughs> But uh, you can't rely everything on Reese James and Ungoku to come back and be like, oh, you wait till Ungoku comes back. If by the time Ungoku comes back, we're fighting relegation. We yeah. have relegation form. We're 14th in the league. Every team plays Chelsea the name. Uh, sorry, he's playing Chelsea the the name. Sorry, when fans are coming in, be like, oh, we're going to win. That's Chelsea the name. Because the reality of Chelsea is we are shocking. We cannot link four or five passes together and if we do which was there were moments against Bournemouth we did alright the final third we can't make a decision nobody wants to shoot Palmer was running with the ball do you see the one with Palmer running with the ball yeah yeah yeah. why didn't you shoot shoot yeah, that, bro that's, that, that's shoot. exactly what we were shouting me and dad were watching it that's exactly what we were shouting and he went and passes it to Raheem sends Raheem Sterling down the bar line like bro yeah. what are you doing I mean, Just take, if you're at City you would have taken the shot why have you come to Chelsea and lost confidence what is going on at Chelsea where players are losing confidence yeah. Raheem Sterling had a great ball do you see the one where the ball came to Sterling and he kicked it wide it looked like as if he tried to cross you in the six-yard box. Yeah. And you think, how have you got that so wrong with yeah. your experience in the Prem? Never mind like, oh, he's on loads of money. How has he missed that? No, no. Experience as a Premier League player. How have you got that so wrong? But with me, me and obviously we were watching that, uh, that Palmer uh, situation and dad was like, oh, he made the right choice. And I was like, he didn't make the right choice. He was wide open. Like he could have just taken the shot and it would have, something would have happened at the very least. At, the, you know, at worst case, it would have counted as a shot on target. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, again, Test the it's, keeper. it's a confidence Scare. that you need. For me, for me watching Chelsea and you know what, I'm just going to look at the real, real quick at the, uh, at the starting lineup for you. Uh, not for you because obviously you know, but I'm going to look at it oh, yeah, myself. Yeah. Standard. But yeah, so the line Ups. You've got Sanchez in goal. He, I'll be honest, he hasn't been too bad. But the defense—he's been all right. He's been good with his feet. He's been yeah. good in the air. He's been good uh, getting a goal. Uh, sorry, shot stopper. Yeah, really good. I'm happy with him. I've been happy with him. To be fair, in these five games, you've got Malo Gusto. Like again, according to this, is four two three one on on flash scores. But I'm guessing it was more of a three at the back sort of thing. No, no, it was a four two three. Or he tried to revert back to that with Conor Gallagher than being the main driver from midfield. But there was no option. There was times. Go on, sorry, go on. I'll, I was going to say, so on the right, on the right hand side, the Sassi. Honest, he hasn't been your best player or a good player so far. He's had moments where he's good, but genuinely, from the last two matches that nah, I watched, overall, Chelsea, that's it. You've just got to do it been, overall. He hasn't done he hasn't anything, so good. he needs to be dropped. Tiago, Tiago's Tiago. He does his thing, but again, if he's got no support, what the hell is Tiago meant to do? Tiago's so. got no support as well, but Tiago is very much now at 38, 39 years old, a bit like Van Dyke. He looks very good if another defender's challenging and he can come in and sweep and take the ball off. Tiago's fantastic. Which is fair. Because another thing he, is he's calm. And he, and yeah, again, it's the calmness. On the chat, he's the calmness, and you kind of you need that at centre back. You know what I mean? He's do, very yeah. calm on the ball. He's collective. He's that ex- it just shows his experience at 38 he's played at the top clubs in the Europe AC, yeah, PSG all and, of them, yeah, all of them. and he's won pretty much everything that there is to win apart from the Prem and a couple of things you know what I mean so, oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's, a, he's a winner basically he's, that's what yeah he's a winner he's got that winning mentality for me for me if if, it, if it's all possible obviously you shouldn't start with Colwell on the left you should be starting with you know with, uh, with Chilwell yeah, again if, if, if you want to play far at the back then you, you know this probably Colwell is not the guy for you. Just shot Chilwell there on the on the you know make him a left, make him a, a what's it called a left sort of winger if you will or you know, a left back slash winger but left wing back whatever you need. Chile to do. can do that though, can't he? Chile can run up and down the pitch. Exactly, he's a dynamic left back. He can play left wing back. He can play left back. Colwell, if, if I forgot his other boy's name, Diazzi, Diazzi, Desassi, not Diazzi, Desassi. He can if he hasn't had a very good game, drop him for a little bit. Give him, take him out of the media. My point, yeah. You know, take him out of the firing line and. Put Thiago at the right, 
Colwell at the left. Colwell hasn't put a foot wrong for Chelsea. Colwell has been really, really good for me. I've been really impressed with Colwell. He can he can start Thiago, Colwell, Chilwell. Give yourself yeah. the best possible four That's at it. the back. You know, Colwell, but, Colwell uh, can, play, can play in that in that sort of centre back role, or even if you he have pushing back, he can, yeah. a little bit more to the left. But you're right. But I, I, I think what it was when we were transitioning, especially when we were attacking. Uh, Colwell didn't support Modric enough to kind of make the runs on you know like uh, Ben yeah. White does for Saka sometimes and Saka right, yeah. then gets that freedom where the defender gets stuck he just yeah, leaves him yeah, on yeah, a yeah. one-to-one and all of a sudden even though moments we'll come into the Arsenal bit but I think uh, the Ukrainian boy tackled Saka two three times Mikolenko yeah tackled Saka two three times because he was one-on-one Did a great, you know what I mean like you want to have that run back Ben White that went down the line once. Mikalenko was like, "Oh wait, do I stay on Saka or do I quickly try to track this ball?" And all of a sudden, that split second, as a professional, that's all you need. You need that extra yard, and then you can make that great pass. Mudrick never so gets that. Player, Nobody yeah. ever seems to want to help him to run past the defender, overlap, do something, and then therefore then we get beat, or we get beat. Then we feel like we're ten men. But yeah, go on next on the line. Again, then you've got Gallagher and uh, Ugochuku in the in the center, and it's like slow. I'll be honest, ball, Gallagher. Ball, not really I've said this for time he's not really a Chelsea player shouldn't be captain you know it's fair enough if you could come back and say oh they've got 12 players injured or something like that fair enough yeah yeah yeah. there's going to be players coming back that's fine but again it's not just looking at that it seems all over the place anyway you've got Desassi in there which again like you said you haven't been performing drop him put someone else in um, and you've got Chilwa sat on the bench. That's just madness to me. That's, how are you not yeah, starting with Chilwa? Like, I don't know how Chilwa um, is not starting. And then obviously in front of that, you've got Mudrick, Fernandes and Sterling and Jackson up there. Jackson, he's been a lively player, but you know confidence and the fact that he he's needs new, a shooting boot. Yeah, he's, he, not, he's not. He's not. very he's not clinical, clinical with him. Yeah, he's not clinical go. enough. And Definitely yeah, he not. needs his shooting boots. Enzo's trying to get it. There's not enough of Enzo. Enzo for me has been better when he's been a bit deeper. Yeah, it's uh, not a position for Enzo. It's, it's not like everybody's talking for him to play as a ten and so, but he's been better. He's been a bit more of a quarterback when he's deeper. He's been eight, players six, running. Yeah. eight. That's what he's been. Eight to six is good. Ten, not for me. Not yeah. an Enzo. But again, maybe that role is safe for Ngoku. But yeah, we're playing with five other three, four, three, four, three. For this game, we went four-two-three-one. This next game, no matter what happens, he needs to go with four at the back again, and just trying to pick a better yeah. team. It does, but, it does. And I can, like I said, I can see, I can see all your injured players. You know, you got the Caicedo that obviously would be in that in that midfield. Caicedo would have been there, yeah. You know, that's Caicedo. why. That's why you got Hugo Chuku obviously playing playing there right But now. I think for us, we play a very game of, like most teams, where we're trying to utilise the wing backs or the full backs. And when the quality of the ball in the box is not. Uh, at the level that it needs to be like with Gusto the, some of the crosses were shocking yeah, they were. then all of a sudden you've just lost all of that build up and next time you can't do that again because now you're easily you're easily read you're, easy, you're predictable again so you're going to have to try something else and then after 20 minutes possibly try that play again and that's where we're lacking but another thing for me very quickly I don't know what you thought about it but the referee was quite poor there were challenges on Chelsea players that were similar that Chelsea did to Bournemouth and for Bournemouth it was a free kick for Chelsea it wasn't a free kick the challenge that Diassi did on I think it was Clivert was a yellow card Max yeah. Aaron's on uh, uh, Mudrick when Mudrick ran that when the third run that he did but obviously got wiped out and it wasn't a yellow card. Because if Max Aaron's got a yellow card, he wouldn't get that touch tight to Mudrick. He would have gave him a bit more freedom, but he didn't get that yellow card. And I was like, why is that not a yellow card? He was about to shoot and he got wiped out. Do you remember like the one yeah, that was yeah, at the edge of the yeah. box and they kind of like Sterling hit the post and bounced down the line, bounced back out. Colwell was offside. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that yeah. one? Yeah. That should have been a yellow card for me. It was a goal-scoring opportunity. You just wiped him out. Yeah, you tried to get the ball. All granted, every player is trying to get the ball, yeah. but you didn't. 
and therefore it's a yellow card. Diazzi on the same on Clivert, it's a yellow card. Rash challenge, yellow card. It was, yeah. It was that. Especially that it was one just Clivert, the inconsistency so. for Chelsea players. I was watching with my father-in-law and I was getting vexed, but I was like, because it wasn't fair. It didn't feel like it was fair for both sides. If Bournemouth yeah. players went down easy from a gentle push, nothing. If the Chelsea players went down, sorry, nothing for Chelsea players, Bournemouth players went down like, yeah, oh, yeah, free yeah. kick. And it felt like as if the 20,000 that were there kind of influenced the ref. And for me, it was a referee had an awful game. Yeah, David Coote is not, I don't know, he's not really the best. I mean, Simon Hooper, for, who officiated the Arsenal game, he wasn't He wasn't the best either. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it just feels like we're repeating ourselves when it comes to... No, players. that's it, bro. Like, that's it, pretty much it. So what um, I'd like to see next one, to obviously to wrap it up on Chelsea, and we'll bring it on to your team, is very quickly, like, for me, stick to that starting eleven again. If that's what you're going to do, put Chilwell in, drop Diassi, drop Modric, but then who are you going to put? Put Cole Palmer on. Put Cole Palmer on the left. Yeah. He played on the left, I think, yeah. and just put encourage your players to shoot more encourage your players to shoot more he's another again he's he's, for me he's a good player but it's too much left footed again he doesn't seem to have anything else and I'll be honest with you I think he's going to very soon if he did start playing he's going to lose his confidence and because yeah that was a confidence thing when he didn't shoot and sent Sterling packing he was just an awful pass but uh, yeah but no for your team so obviously I watched part of it I'm not going to lie how you feeling with the results the lineup Um, but the big thing is dropping the keeper what's your thoughts on that um, well, you know, with uh, with David Wright, I'll be honest, I was I was really looking forward to seeing him play, and um, and obviously finally got his got his shot. I think that's probably because Ramsdale will be playing Champions League on Wednesday. Uh, we've got PSV, so that's obviously we're back we're back into that, which is I can't wait to hear that sound coming from the from the Emirates Stadium. Uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long yes. time. So no, no, nothing beats Champions League nights. I'm not going to lie to you. I wish it was a Tuesday so I can make it, you know, make it more traditional. But it's a Wednesday. That's fine. It is what it That's is. Right. But um, yeah, I think I think with with Raya, he, you know, there was a reason why they bought him. He was never going to be benched, you know, for the whole season. He was always going to get his chance. And there you go. He got his chance. Clean sheet on his first match. Granted, it wasn't the best performing Arsenal team that you know that I've seen in the you know since the beginning of last season up until now, but. You know, we stuck in there, and we, we were quite organised. We didn't let them. We didn't let them breathe. Um, every time they had the ball, in all fairness, that Everton, they weren't. They just have no one. Absolutely no one playing for them. No, um, shocking Everton. They, they are such a bad team. They play so like such it, bad football. So negative. It, it's just yeah. yeah. There's nothing literally playing for a draw and it's just pointless. You can't play a competitive game just to draw. Like, you've got to go out to try and win. I understand it's league, but like, you know, give the fans something. Like, if they attacked and they lost 3 1 or 3 2, the fans would be like, actually, we're onto something. I saw what happened there. I saw what happened there. I can see where we're going. We'll beat Bournemouth. We'll beat so and so. We'll beat Chelsea. But Arsenal's a different level at the minute. Yeah, yeah. which is fair fair dues. But like you said, there was no no real sense of competition from, from Everton. Like you said, they were there. Uh, just to get that game over and done with, like, all right, let's just set up camp, see what happens. If they if they leave us some space, eh, all right, yeah, attack. Yeah. If not, then you know, stay back. And unfortunately for them, again, not we didn't have a fantastic game, but because of their lack of quality, it just helped us get over the line. Really, um, there, there was you know, Martinelli obviously had the goal that was disallowed at the beginning. I'm a bit peeved about that just because of the way that the camera angle was was facing. It was kind of behind, yeah, on the side. It was behind. On the side. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so yeah. I'll be honest. From from behind, it allows for a lot of human error. That doesn't exactly. take it from behind. You need to see bang on the middle. That's it. From behind, it kind of looked like you know maybe Enkedi was just onside, like maybe his foot or his ass or something was onside. But because of the camera angle, obviously you know they, we, they 
there was a uh, there was a reasonable doubt, if you will. So they were like, "No, we're not gonna we're not gonna give it." Yeah, and it was yeah. a shame. It really was a shame because it was a great Terry Henry esque finish, right it in the was, bottom corner, quality fantastic finish. finish. But there you go. I think uh, I think the ref could like you know he got some decisions wrong, especially against Arsenal as well. It's like, all right, so you're not going to give the foul as you felt about Chelsea as well. So yeah, there's been a lot of inconsistencies from from referees, and it's not good enough them coming the PGMOL coming out a day after the match saying, "Oh, we apologize." All right, mate, cool, no worries. But you're going to give me my goal difference and my three points. No, well, well imagine if he didn't get exactly. three points. Imagine yeah. if he was a draw and he didn't exactly. get the three points. Then exactly. What? And again, that, that doesn't help me. So no, your apology is not accepted, and nah. that's that's the problem that I find. It's easy for them to just to be like, it, it seems like they found a new thing to do where it's yeah, okay, we've we messed up, we are sorry. Okay, yeah, but We're for me, sorry. like that's not good enough. And I'll give the example: what if Virgil Van Dijk came out and said, "Actually, I am sorry for calling you a fucking idiot, ref." It was in the heat of the moment and I just got lost. So I'm sorry. I come out next day after 24 hours and I'll apologize. Does that mean his, his red, red card, card no. rescinded? Is his extension or whatever it was, a band that got further forward? Then does that get rescinded and be like, you know, it's all forgiven, forget now, Paul. So yeah, see you next week. No, that's it doesn't. It. So why is the referees getting away with it? Yeah, they, they shouldn't. And if, if that's the case, then it's like, all right, cool. You apologize. You can't take it back. Let's have another contest and let's have that match again. Let's have yeah. one half of that match played and then we'll see what happens. I'm just saying, like, no, 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 I hear what you're saying. Exactly. The possibilities will be endless, but this way they need to do something and hold people accountable because that's it's the accountability that's that's lack of. And again, it goes back to obviously we'll mention F1 when we get to it by the end, but same in F1. It's like, all right, cool, five seconds or 10 seconds because some guy crashed into you and he got the 10 seconds. All right, but you're out the race now. He's still racing. All he needs needs to do is just lap. Again, I say it like it's easy. All he needs to do is lap or like, you know, get a bit of luck where the driver behind is 20 seconds behind or whatever. Then, you know, he's still in the good position. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's it's not good enough just to apologize. It's, you know, ask, uh, what is it? Ask forgiveness, not permission. That's, that's the way that it seems to be working. Well, unfortunately, no, because there's people's lives at stake here. There is, you know, that that three points, for example, for a relegation team, that could be, you know, stay up or go down, but because all because the ref made a mistake and he's apologized. Like, all right, cool, but the whole team's gone now. The squad and Rick's on mute. It's I can make the difference between five million and twenty million. Do you know what I mean? It's just crazy. It's unbelievable to think that, and I genuinely agree with you. Like when the referee is that shocking, find the refs, find the PGMOL. I'm I'm telling you, yeah, find them, literally find them. If the referee has to come out and apologize. It's one thing of like, oh, we reflected and we did well, great. But you need to have some accountability for that. So therefore, you've got to do it. If you get caught speeding, no matter how much you say sorry to the policeman or anything else, you've still got to do, uh, still got to pay your fine and be like, oh, but I've learned. That's really good that you've learned. Yeah, speed awareness course, you've got to pay for that as well if you're going to do that and take the points on the chin. So, yeah, man. I think think what should happen really, and I don't know, maybe people may agree with this, is like if, say, example, uh, David Coutts, the ref from uh, from the Mm -hmm. Chelsea game, he makes two mistakes, right? Two mistakes. That's two yellow cards. The outside of the outside of the field. You know what I mean. The PGML is like, all right. First warning, mate. You made a mistake. You apologize. Cool. Nice one. Second warning. That's a second yellow. Guess what? That's a red card. You're suspended for two games. Is, yeah. Is there a, a referee's awareness course as well? Go to the referee to watch some videos and learn from that. Yeah. Exactly. Right, you tell really? him, you use those tell two him, times off to kind of become better at your job. Exactly. And that's the thing. You only get two of those a season. So if you if you keep doing like you, you come back uh, after yeah, the two, you life, make another yeah. mistake. That's yeah. it. You you suspended for the whole season. Especially if you've got VAR there sometimes as well. Like allow it. You know, I don't know how they make <laughs> mistakes, especially with somebody else. But again, we're showing it's you the evidence. Worms, but, yeah, judge, we are showing you the evidence. Why are you not deciding? 
confident on this, but look. But um, realistically speaking, then what you're what you predicting for this year for your team? Like I know it's five games in, but what are you what are you hoping for, and what do you think will happen? Um, so like, what what's the kind of dream scenario? Don't say treble. Like, be realistic. <laughs> no, I think um, dream scenario genuinely would be to go at least into the semis in the Champions League. And maybe win an FA Cup that, again with sort of at the same time challenging for the title. Mm-hmm. But that would be a, a good season, as in like okay, progressions there. You've made it to the semis of the Champions League, for example. All right, cool. Next season you may get a little bit closer, a bit more investment, newer players coming in. Because I'll be honest with you, watching Raya, he was confident as hell. Like Ramsdale sometimes seems shaky, but Raya yeah, was yeah. just pure on confidence. He's like, you know what? Screw this. I'll get out of the box whenever the fuck I want. Yeah, this is my opportunity. Yeah, and he did. And, and you know hands. what? He took it. He took it. He got a clean sheet. He didn't have much to do. Let's just be clear about that. It's not like he did any massive. No, nah, your defenders. Was, I watched a little bit of it. Saliba, and, was. Uh, Saliba was fantastic, especially when I don't know who was trying to run at him, and he just showed him down the line it, and um, tackled him. I think was it Beto, the new boy Beto, the big lad, the big lad, big lad. Nah, Saliba was having none of that. Saliba was like, nah, you just go down here and that's it. Let's just stop messing about now. So yeah, that's it. He literally just on his bike and caught up with him, and that was the end of that story. Uh, Gabriel obviously had a bit of a a bit of a wobble at the end of the match, where it's like, ah, why are you pushing him for, bro? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, come on, man. He's got that in his game. He's got that in his game. So it can just cost you for no reason. I don't even think it's lack of confidence. I think it's the it's overconfidence on Gabriel's part. It's like I can get this guy. Yeah, neglected for like a split seven, yeah. second, and that split second is like, oh shit, I'm behind him now. I have to that's actually it. go lunch. That's, that's just, what he did with Hoyland. You know I mean? yeah. That's literally it. Yeah, that's that's the that's the professional game. But yeah, so for me, that would be that would be the perfect thing. Like I said, I watch Rice play. I think he's made a tremendous difference to the team. The, nah, the confidence that he's brought in that midfield, especially when Party's not playing, unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, mistakes or like you know stuff that could change. Don't rely too heavily on Zinchenko. I think the I think he's very good as a midfielder, but again, he's a he's a liability for the left back. He can, yeah, you know, the spaces that he leaves behind and the mistakes yeah. that he could. Well, we saw that last year didn't we, against the yeah. Bournemouth against yeah. the rest of the team. So yeah, no. So I think that the slight little changes, and that would probably come maybe come January. If I, I think in January he should uh, reinforce the team, he should bring in someone else. He's got a left back. He's he's got a left back in Kivio, very good player. Mm-hmm. He's he's been mm-hmm. decent. He's got Tomiyasu. Tomiyasu came on, bossed it again. Just absolutely no problem. Start with them. If you need, yeah, to, if you must yeah. have Zinchenko, then you know what I mean. Like drop, drop, uh, drop Havertz or drop the Trossard role, like that, that sort of that Jacker role. Put Zinchenko there. Then that gives Rice a bit of freedom to play around a little bit more in the midfield, whilst Zinchenko is sort of holding back. So again, th- th- there's little changes that he could potentially make to make the team a lot stronger. And the right hand side is very good. The only, the only concern and a big concern for me is Saka. That guy is not up to scratch. I don't think that's not yeah, I don't th- that I know. And I don't and I think will, he's firing all cylinders. He's neither. not. And I will say this, and I, like like I've said before on, on the podcast, it, I listen to a lot of other podcasts, especially on Arsenal. You know, there's a couple that that I'm religiously listen to, and I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan, obviously, as you know, and. For me, I like to be a bit more realistic. And I listen to these guys like, oh, yeah, well, Saka did this. And, oh, did you see the run that he made? Okay, yeah, I understand the run that he made. But what did he actually do? Where was, that, where, was that, where was that final pass? Where was that assist that he made? Where was that goal? And I'm not expecting him to score every game or two, three goals every game. That's obviously not that unrealistic. But at the same time, he needs, he needs to step up his game because he's got no competition. If he's not firing, he knows he's going to stay on. Ain't no one taking yeah. his place. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's yeah. a major that's problem. Dangerous. That's yeah, a that's huge dangerous. problem. 
because for many reasons you'll start to neglect it won't it all of a sudden yeah. then it's like no matter what I, it becomes like those memes where me walking into work have you seen that one I think it was with Jim Carrey he walks into like strolling to work 45 minutes late because I do the work of three people exactly I'll literally be sack of strolling and be like hey nobody's going to replay who's going to play right wing no one and then the only one that could play is Trossard but again you know not not to the same quality it's one no, year, yeah. uh, like for like but he can play the game he can play there and you know sometimes you just have to Arteta has to be like do you know what mate you're cool you're, you're good and all that but I need to I need to give you a rest now and you need to understand yeah, what it's like watching the game from the bench and you know getting that feel yeah, of yeah, I don't want to be on the bench so next time exactly and, uh, now I think for me though well, like like on the bits that I watched was Odegaard was fantastic at keeping yes. the ball like use this word again calm like this is so important to be calm on the football pitch Composed you just buy yourself so much that's it the composure that he had was excellent and what he's very good at as well is supporting players when he sees there's a one-on-one and he kind of goes over to be a two-on-one especially with Saka on that side and that's what's helped him that's what sometimes is a get our jail card for Saka because there's a pass always there to come back to Odegaard Whereas, uh, whereas, like I say to you, like for other teams, I go back to my team, it's very unrealistic that that tends to happen to us. Now, it might happen. Maybe they're, they're having high hopes for this on Goku when he comes back. I'll see. He did it in preseason. We were winning games in preseason. But again, that's preseason. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But no, overall, for me, I thought you guys were fantastic. I don't think, though, personally, like uh, I don't think you'll win the league. I think City, again, they're just yeah. that one step ahead. I think so. But what I would like to see is how you guys perform in the Champions League against some of like the big boys in the knockout phase. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the Bayerns, Real Madrid, the, the Bayern, they're the teams. That's it, yeah. The, even PSG, may I think you'll beat PSG, but I mean the Bayern, the Reals, possibly yeah. Borussia Dortmund, who also like to play that attacking yeah. football and high-pressing football. Leverkusen have been good as well. So Leverkusen you know, were amazing. It was a great yeah. game on the weekend. 2-2, yeah, I, I think, Bayern-Leverkusen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was right at the end as well, that the Drew saw, you know, it was... Yeah. It's a, it's a shock for Bayern, but Bayern Leverkusen are actually top right now. So yeah, no, so no, which is, which is also, also nice to see. You know, football football changing apart from Premier League because you know Man City doing the monopoly shit. Oh, fuck but uh, fuck so I think so. I, 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 yeah, I agree with you overall. I wasn't nervous throughout that game. I genuinely felt confident that they were going to win, no problem. And the win came eventually. Trossard, great finish. That's what he does. I can't ask for any more. To be fair with you and. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed that we've got, at least we've got a decent enough bench to bring on. Um, we've got the Reese Nelsons to bring on. Like I said, the Tommy Ass, who's, who's a great player, really, really good player. Uh, Jorginho's there and uh, and obviously, you know, Havertz, whenever he's calm. <laughs> Can <laughs> but, I just uh, say one thing? I am glad a team like a team like Everton got beat because I hate teams that come out and play like this. There was no even any counter-attacking football with with effort, with determination. It's it was just nothing. like, leave Beto to it. Beto gets the ball and do something. Like, what can he do with three players around him? So, yeah, for me, I'm glad. Because I know, obviously, as a Chelsea fan, I've seen a lot of this park in the bus. Jose Mourinho did it and he was successful with it. But when Jose Mourinho did it, he would counter-attack with four players. And he was winning. Yeah, in Robbins and Damien, Damien Duff. And he was winning, exactly. So, counter-attacking football then became attractive to see. Like, defend, defend, oh, break. Yeah. But you know, times have changed now, and so on and so forth. But yeah, I'm glad that uh, managers, managers like Sean Dyson need to adapt. He That's needs to adapt. But for me, I, th- I personally, I think he's going to get the sack. I'll be honest with you because I can't see anything else happening with him. So yeah, I don't want to kind of talk about anybody losing their jobs, but I think he will. Uh, he will get the sack. I th- Personally, if we're going to focus on the sack a bit very quickly, I think it'll be one of the teams that are in relegation battles, so like uh, Luton, uh, Brentford, uh, sorry, uh, Sheffield, but uh, and Big Sam will probably make another appearance again Absolutely. where he'll come in and be like, oh, if I keep you up, I want six million, etc., etc. But yeah, it's boring to watch, man. It's boring to watch to it, watch it Sean Dyke's team. It's so boring to watch. He and he I know deserves, Everton fans are going to be like, oh, but what can we do? 
have a go. Like, don't wait to go goal down. To, I'll be honest with you, you guys were there for the take. And there were times when they linked a couple of passes and all of a sudden you were thinking like, wait, what's going on here? Because you got so confident in your own game that you yeah. forgot that other teams can actually play against you. Yeah. And if they just do that more often, be more consistent with the yeah. four or five passes and then go and have just runners, just run. But no, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. And the same with my team. There was no running for my team neither. It was just like, pass the ball about. I understand make the ball do the work, but players have got to be in positions. And the only way you're going to get in that position is by running past your opponent to right. get there first. And it just pissed me off. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's yeah, he, he's the type of manager that deserves to be relegated, to be fair, so just so he doesn't get another job in the Prem. And uh, <laughs> because, yeah, I can't stand the Sean Dyche team. But look, I've, I've got, like I said, I'm happy um, to, to, to see my team win. We're, we're obviously still in the battle of, you know, and again, I know it's early, still in the battle of the top five. So yeah, let's just hope it continues. Let's see what happens in the Champions League. We'll uh, we'll obviously discuss that hopefully in Thursday's or Friday's pod. So we'll we'll come back to that. But I don't have anything else to add for over the weekend of football. Obviously, you know what I want to talk about because it was just incredible. It was an incredible <laughs> weekend for you, yeah, wasn't race. it? But yeah, come on, what did you think? You watched it all? Look, look. Let me just. I've got a little me, conspiracy on this. I want to let you finish first, and I'm going to finish off on a conspiracy and leave it there until next time. Let me click my knuckles and shoulders. Right, I've got some shit to say. I've made a lot of notes on this because Go on, it, the it was. It was a weekend where, from even from FP1, like Ferrari were just on it, on it. Leclerc was first top of the board, then FP2 Science was top, and then FP3 Science was top again. So when Quali mm-hmm. came around, I actually before Quali came around, I went into the, my fantasy team, my fantasy F1 team, took out Max Verstappen from my second team and put in Carlos Science. Right, I gave him a DRS boost. So that them the drivers that I have, which I'll show you later, drivers that I have, they gave me 237 points, right? And Science was the main one because yeah, he was just guy. that good. And quality, it was, you know, it was brilliant to see Red Bulls be knocked out in Q2. It was like, a, I don't know what it was, just sent But what happened there though, right? So I think... Without, so without obviously, I'm, let's focus on that later. Go on, go on, go on, go on. No, go on, so on. Just, your team. No, no, with, we'll, we'll come to it. But yeah. um, with, with the Red Bulls, to be fair, the problem that they have with street tracks, or again, not majority of street tracks, but especially Singapore, is the fact that there's a lot of 90 degree corners. There's a lot of tight corners that, that they have to go through. And the Red Bulls are set up with, like, Max, for example, he likes to have a slidey back end, a pointy mm-hmm. front end, slidey back end. So that's that's how that works. But because there's that many turns, there's not enough time for the tires to warm up. There's not enough time for the traction to kick in, you know, for him to go to the yeah, next yeah, corner so he can make one, it yeah. properly. So that's how the Red Bulls are set up. And again, that's Max's style. That's how he drives. That's how he wins in, in most of these races. Because again, you've seen other tracks, nice yeah. corners, then there's never any 90 degrees. So that was that's the reason why, really, and again, they just could not get the grip on that car at all. Um, and same with same with uh, Sergio Perez as well. So it was incredible to see both Red Bulls out. What made it even better is the fact that Liam Lawson, who's uh, replaced Daniel Ricciardo because Ricciardo's got his wrist his yeah, wrist broken. Yeah. Liam Lawson, he's the guy who actually knocked Max Verstappen out or AlphaTauri. So you know, it's a brand new AlphaTauri driver knocking out uh, existing Red Bull driver. Love to see it. So yeah, that was it was good. It made me happy, and even even if Max won that race, like the race the next day, I still would have been happy because like, all right, so Red Bulls have weaknesses. Let's yeah, exploit yeah. them, and obviously Ferrari, they've got the car to. That's the the way that science drives. It's it, it suits the street tracks, and it suits the Ferrari because there's a lot of grip, there's a lot of downforce that they can produce from it. The only problem that Ferrari have been having is the tires that they haven't mm. managed the tires well. Um, so obviously, science Russell Leclerc in the in the top three for quality. 
it just that sight alone it fills you with confidence of f1 it's like yes you know there's no max there's no sergio in this it's 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 great to see but um and then obviously in, in q1 i don't know if you watched the lance stroll crash the major crash that lance stroll had no i haven't seen i didn't probably I, I didn't watch it i watched the very lights out of the f1 and then i didn't watch anything after that because i had to go and do something so in quali uh, in q1 uh lance stroll came around first co- uh, came around the last corner to go down the straight car lost control hit the curb and boom straight into the barriers it bounced Oof. straight off it was yeah it was 150 miles like it, yeah it was it was nasty he, he, he was fine though like you know he actually had the sense of mind to take his hands off the steering wheel before the car crashed you could see that in the slow-mo just be, like seconds before the car crashes he takes his hands off the steering wheel because obviously that thing snaps yeah daniel ricardo um so yeah it, glad to see him he's all right but it, it was eventful it was eventful the whole qualifying was very it was very good to see and uh, in the race, Ferrari started great. It just Sainz was a level above everyone else in that race. Like his his level of genius was scary. It was like Jeremy Clarkson mm. levels of genius. You know what I mean? That's how that's how good it was. Um, right up there. There, were, there was obviously the, the the virtual safety cars. There was a safety car that came out. Ferrari pitted uh, both cars, and then there was another one later on in the lap forty four or something like that. Leclerc never pitted. It was a mistake, really, because you know there was 16 laps to go, uh, 17 laps to go by, uh, till the end, and Ferraris were really, really struggling because Mercedes came in with yellow tires, obviously medium tires. They were just about to catch up. Maybe another two laps, they probably would have caught up. But Sainz backed up, backed up uh, Lando Norris into the Mercedes near the end laps. So basically, what that in effect, what that did was he gave himself enough space between him and Norris, gave Norris a DRS boost because obviously he was behind Sainz. And what that meant for the Mercedes is that they couldn't pass Norris. So basically, Sainz helped himself and Norris to beat the, the Mercedes. And it was incredible. And again, Rick is that is is he's that excited that he's on mute. He doesn't want me to hear his uh, excitement levels. It's, yeah, it was. It was that good, man. It was that good. Was <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, My apologies. Yeah. Amateur hour, putting on mute. To be fair, I'm just glad Max didn't win. I'll be honest with you. Like he's, uh, I told you before, I was all for the underdog when he was the underdog. And I just, now that I look back, even that race back in Abu Dhabi, and obviously I'm going back a long time now, just wasn't fair on Lewis at all. No. And now Max is all gone to his head. So yeah, for me, I'm glad Signs as well, to be fair, uh, could not have happened to a better bloke. Great driver. It seems Great such, driver. A, such a wonderful bloke. What, I, what sticks with me with him is there was very much a, an interview. What do you drive? I drive this, I drive this, I drive this. Come to Signs. what do you drive? I drive a golf. Yeah, well, he just seems humble. He's not because I, not because he's humble. But he just seems like a genuine guy. Like he doesn't like seem to be person, like yeah. out of reality. Yeah. He just seems like a normal person who's a quality driver. So yeah, all happy for him. I agree with you, and I think uh, I think that the mistake the mistake that Ferrari made or almost cost them was the fact that they should have they should have pitted on when the virtual safety car came in. They should have pitted uh, at least one of the Ferraris, especially Leclerc, put him on the red tires because they had that set available. Put him on the red tires. And then obviously that'll take him to the end and potentially even get a second place, beat Norris. But the fact that they left him out, his tires were on like, I don't know, I think it was 30 plus laps or 40 plus laps. So obviously they were worn out. By the time the Mercedes came out with the mediums, he couldn't defend at all. Russell just took over him like he wasn't even there. Again, another lap Verstappen would have taken over him because he was fifth. So it, it, it was very dangerous. Well, what, they, played it, it, they played it close. Was it this weekend that was uh, that Leclerc said, why did I get held up? Was it this weekend? I can remember that. Or was that last weekend no, where it was like, why was I get held up? 
held up in the pit lane. Yeah, that was uh, that was last weekend because um, they they didn't double stack. I think they just couldn't get the tire on. That was that was the problem because he was doing. No, he well. said something wrong to do with traffic or something. They were like, "Oh, there was traffic, so we couldn't let you out." Because oh, there was traffic. traffic. It was it was it was there it was, uh, last, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, yesterday. Yeah. So again, instead of a three second stop or a two point five second stop, it ended up being a five second stop. And again, two seconds is a hell of a difference, man. Mm-hmm. Two seconds is like almost a lap. Of course, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, you know, when you lap like it round, it's from one end of the track to the other side. It's crazy. It really is. So I, I think I think with Ferrari, there's still issues with the strategy. There's still issues with that. But the fact that they managed to double stack the cars and actually did it properly without any real delay, apart from the traffic, because even if he was released in traffic, you know, worst case, he would have hit another car. He would have got points. Ferrari would have obviously been in trouble. You know, even last, and, and even if he actually managed to get out on time, but he, he couldn't anyway. You know what I mean? He couldn't actually get out on time because of that traffic. So, yeah, in, in yeah. a way, he kind of they kind of made the right decision, but at the same time, it cost Leclerc as well. So, and again, Leclerc is a very indecisive driver. He's he's very soft as a driver. He doesn't take it like signs, like you know. I know this is what I'm going to do. They even said the signs that were like, you know, you're letting Norris uh, use DRS. He's like, yes, it's on purpose because he can pull away <laughs> again. Norris could pull away from the Mercedes, and uh, Signs had enough speed in his car to move away from Norris. So, all in all, all in all, it was a great Ferrari win. Um, I'd say a great team performance, but you know, p- apart from Leclerc, so <laughs> and you know how I feel about Leclerc. You know, he's he's like he's like the stepson you know what I mean where it's like you know you want him to do well but when he doesn't do well you want to slap him <laughs> sideways and it's it's just because you know he's and he's held from from all the pundits and all the experts he's held as this you know great driver and all this stuff and it's like, he hasn't proven. proved anything has he yeah exactly Pro- hasn't show me where show me what he's won two races you know they said the same thing with McLaren when they had that uh, good race in Belgium when they had the new upgrades oh McLaren are back they've had literally one race that didn't even win that so I don't yeah, even know. Yeah. I, I don't know why these guys, you know, go to hype the extreme. Yeah, hype it up. It's typical I, I British know. media, though, isn't it? It's like something. Just I think it's just F one. I think it's just F one media, to be honest with you, Rick. But I, I think, I think it it's is. the same. When I say the British media, I mean the same with the players as well. Like you know, like Cole Palmer did a wonderful goal against. Was it who did he score? Was it against you boys in the Community Shield? Mm, and then yeah. all of a sudden, they were like, "Oh my God, he's amazing! The next talent, and so on and so forth." But uh, yeah, now I heard a meme the other day and I saw, sorry, I listened to a podcast because obviously I was listening to some podcasts as well just to see because I was out of when we were away on holiday for a time. I didn't really get to listen to many and footy. And just bringing it back to just quickly on footy, it was uh, England and the way England played. And all these young players seem to be playing for England in the 19th, 23, where they're winning all these competitions like Jogger Benito football, mm. get to England and they're playing Brexit football. And I was like, do you yeah. know what? That is, uh, that is pretty well explained because... Yeah. They're like playing with flair and they're playing with passion and they get to England, they're all just so rigid. Yeah, Got to have two defensive place. midfielders. Yeah. Got to make sure that we just move. Like if somebody moves, we move rather than just be free-flowing, you know, just go, like be with it, man. Like I don't want to sound like a hipster going like, yeah, hippie, man, but hippie, literally that's how it's going to be. It's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. the hippie football. So, you have to be. But no, it's, no, uh, I think, it's I think I'll be honest, like, like I said, I mean, if, if we had F1 like this from the beginning of the season till now, it would have been just excellent, but Unfortunately, Red Bulls obviously ran away with it, and no doubt Max is going to be obviously. You know, it's just a matter of time before he gets his third title, which probably happened in Japan or something. So yeah, it'll happen yeah, next I think, week. I, I, and on last last point, by the way, uh, unfortunate for Russell because he he had third place and then he crashed in the last corner. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, that was a good. And then Lewis concentration sort of, till the end. Yeah, Lewis just swooped swooped in there. He's like, oh, thanks, George. I'll take this from you, lad. And he did, and I was I'll happy take it for the team. It was signs Norris and Hamilton. It's like this is the best oh, thing that could happen. Two Brits three different, two three Brits. different cars, three different drivers, two Brits on there. It's like ah, 
I love it. I absolutely no, love it. It, it was it was an excellent race, and I hope I hope we see more of it. But chances are, we it won't. needs to be cha- it needs to be like that, though, doesn't it? Because yeah. all you see is like you say, yeah, exactly. The competition is what makes it interesting. Yeah. yeah, battle. It goes back to the football that we discussed earlier. We want to see Everton having a go at Arsenal because we want to see battles. We don't want to just see one team being bombarded. Same thing. We don't want to see one driver dominating the rest, and just because then, like you said, you're focusing on second down rather than who's going to win. Yeah, so. I agree. I think uh, there, there was one one bit that I really enjoyed was Alonso, Gasly, and Ocon fighting, and it was basically like Alonso and Gasly in front of each other, sort of thing, and then Ocon like just next to them. And it was this three way car movement into corners. It was just fantastic to watch. Quality, it really was. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'm, but I'm before you go, very yeah, quickly, come on, uh, give me so some uh, give it. me some quick predictions on City versus Red Star Belgrade. Oh, City win. I'm going to go with a six nil. Uh, actually, you know what? Six nothing. I'll go six one. I'll go six oh, one. Six on one. You think they're going to score? Yes, I think they'll score one. Uh, Newcastle away to San Siro. Uh, against AC or Inter? Yeah, AC. AC. Um, in mind, AC got beat like six one. I think it was five or one six, against Inter. Five yeah. one against one Inter. Against yeah. Inter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So come on, the Geordies over at San Siro. I think the Geordies are probably going to get beat. I think it's going to be like a two one AC. One two um, AC. Got I think that. So. And very quickly, and obviously we'll chat about these maybe Thursday night. Arsenal yeah, yeah. PSV, where are you going with? I mean, PSV beat us in October in the Europa League, so I think I think we'll win, but I think it's going to be a close one, like a one nil or maybe even two nil, but very edgy two nil. Okay, I know I say close is two nil, but like two, you know, it's. And I know what you mean. You're probably nicking the goal edgy, towards yeah, the end. Edgy, yeah. And then finally, United at Bayern. Oh shit. Um, how do I say this in a nice way? <laughs> yeah, I hope um, they get smashed as well. I'm, I'm thinking Harry Kane's going to score a hat trick against Man so. United. I really and hope I think so. it's going to be 4 1. 4 1. You know what? Yeah. Fuck United. 4 0. Fuck them. 4 0. Love that. We'll talk about these listeners. Yeah, come on. Uh, come, what's it called? Come Thursday night. We'll do that. We'll do a prediction week, yeah. for the weekend because obviously we've got the North London derby to look forward to. And we've got lots of games. But uh, is yes. that anything else to add, my man? Or should I, I think, put uh, send us out? I think uh, I think we're all done. To be fair, it was it was just an, it, it was an interesting weekend. It was a good weekend for you. you know, like, Arsenal winning, it. the Reds effectively winning all week. Ferrari the Reds all the way. winning, Love and it. Ferrari winning on the other side. So it was red, red, win, win, win all the way. But right, everybody, Love thank it. you very much for listening. We appreciate your ear holes, as my man Larry said at a long, long time ago. We're going to keep that going on to uh, Tash Mike guys as well. Absolutely. And uh, like my guy says. Stay safe, stay alert, and have a great evening. Or a great day, whichever time you listen to us. Exactly. It doesn't matter as long as you listen. That's what matters. As long as you're listening. Peace. Peace out.